the American Motorcycle Association, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio. Well, we surely want to uh, give a big salute out to our sponsors, including Fly Racing. Fly Racing does everything they say they're going to do in a little bit better than you would expect they would. They have incredible products, including the light hydrogen uh, race gear that uh, you can buy. It's the first truly lightweight race wear to the market and the original gear line to define the minimalist lightweight category. And it also includes the new BOA system, by the way. It's a revolutionary waste adjustment system offering fast, on-the-fly micro-adjustability with a truly dialed-in fit. Simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance, comfort, and convenience. Visit flyracing.com for more details. Well, if you know the name Corey Texter and, and Shana Texter, they're, they're actually related. Uh, they are brother and sister combo, and Corey's been along uh, for the ride with her. She's been along for the ride with her. Uh, with him and i tell you what it's been a neat story to tell over all these years and uh, i don't know how many times Corey uh, has been on the show over the years but uh, he joins us again tonight welcome back to the show Corey. how are you good yeah thanks for having me guys it's, it's been a it's been a while i'm happy to be on wild and and, and you're and you're joining us from the uh, wild streets of willow street pa <laughs> something like that yeah, yeah. i mean there's a lot a lot of Amish people, but uh, yeah, otherwise it's pretty tame here. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're in Tony's the joke. favorite. <laughs> favorite people are the Amish. I love how they're they huge don't. listeners of the show. By the way, they the bathe Amish. and they they cut their hair with a hacksaw or something. I saw today, guy. I was just like, what? What are they like? Yeah, what style is neighbors. that? <laughs> you got a lot of Amish neighbors. Do they have? Do they have electricity? Uh, honestly, I don't know. They kind of no. keep themselves. I kind of keep. I mean, I'm like a crazy wild guy on a motorcycle, and they kind of just like churn butter and. Ride horse, buggy, so we don't really <laughs> so. Well, the thing is, is they're not listening to this interview, so they won't so, be offended. No, Corey, I was out, I was out in Harrisburg for a military school once, and uh, but you regretted that. Yeah, well, it was okay, it was fine. The school was great, but uh, I had rented a, a car, and I was driving around out. The, no, a car, a Ford Focus, actually. Mm. But I was driving around the countryside, and I could not believe. I felt like I was in the Amish Mafia TV show. That is a hell <laughs> yeah, of a show, isn't it? It's like, it's, it's like the Pilgrim oh, Days, man. They're, man. they're everywhere where I'm at. So. Hmm. Or the Amish uh, kids that uh, just escape the property and yeah. and just go wilding. They're a little too Amish for me. Yeah. <laughs> it was Amish. Corey, let's talk nice a bit about people, your though. career. Um, there was uh, I saw a post that you put out that said you were unhappy with where you were. Uh, you weren't getting uh, uh, the results that you wanted. Uh, and that's been going on for a little bit. So you decided to take a bit of a break, or have you changed your mind on that? Well, this season, you know, um, since I've been a professional since 2008, I've been a AFT Twins rider. So I, you know, I started racing an XR750 Harley Davidson as soon as I turned pro. You know, when I was a pro coming through the ranks, there wasn't an option for me to ride a 450 like there is now. I jumped right in with the big boys, and I did that for 10 years. You know, I had a lot of success with the privateer, right. podiums. I podiumed at Springfield Mile. Um, had a couple other podiums and some good finishes. But the way the the way the flat track series is right now, it's it's really expensive to run a twins program as a privateer. So the option was there for me this season to ride a 450 and ride the singles class, and I've never done that before. So for me, it was intriguing because I felt I could build my own 450s and be competitive with anybody. Um, as far as equipment goes, and for the last few years, I've been riding I, what I feel is inferior equipment to the guys I'm racing with. So it was cool to be on equal equipment this year, and I was looking forward to that challenge. And 
so far the results haven't quite been where they where I'd like them in the singles class. I was expecting a lot better finishes. I mean, we're not doing bad. I, I got a fifth and a sixth, and you know it's not they're not terrible results, but you know I thought they'd be a lot better than where they're at. And unfortunately, in Sacramento, I got ran into from another rider at 100 mile an hour on the wow. mile, and I have a broken ankle right now. So taking some time to heal and trying to get my mind right and get focused and come back later this season and try and um, try and finish better than where I've been. Corey AFT has been uh, given a lot of kudos. American Flat Track, obviously, is what we're talking about. They've been given a lot of kudos for uh, really ramping up the sport and making it popular and cool again. And and uh, I got to believe that they've done a lot of good things. Um, I think Chris Carr's done some good things as uh, being involved in the series. Um We've seen a changing of the guard with Indian coming on and Harley not uh, being as popular or not not excuse me not as popular successful. not as successful yeah. in their results. From your from a guy that's been a pro for a while and you're taking a step back, so maybe there's nothing to lose to talk about it. How do you assess what they've done with the sport, what they've done with the series, and uh, where do you think they've really done well, and where do you think they could improve? Yeah, as you mentioned, you know when I was when I turned pro in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, it was nothing like it is now. I mean, if you told me we'd be in the X Games and we'd be on NBC Sports, I would have thought you were crazy. So it's really cool to see where the sport is right now. There's a lot of positives within the sport, but there's also a lot of things that I think you know need things that need to be looked at before they become more of a problem. Like you mentioned, you know the Indian FTR seven fifty has been a real successful bike in the Twins class. Um, just this past weekend at the Springfield Mile, uh, 11 of the top 12 riders were on Indians. And, you know, it's it's good for the sport that Indians are getting involved, and Harley is, you know, they've, they've been involved, so it's cool getting factory support. But what makes the Indian, what separates that from the other brands is it's a race-built motorcycle. I mean, you you can only buy an Indian, for, you know, they're $45,000 a piece. Shut so up. Is, there, is that buy, right? To buy an Indian, you got to drop forty five grand. Where you know the Kawasaki twin that I own, I built it for eleven or twelve grand. So it's just, um, it's just, it's a tough, it's a tough deal right now because it seems like the Indian is what it takes to be successful on, in the twins class, and that's a big reason why I didn't ride a twin this year. You know, I, I want to race the premier class. I want to ride a twin, and I think that's kind of why I'm struggling right now in a single because I don't really want to ride a single like. You know, obviously the goal is to win at any level I'm at, but I haven't really been willing to take the risk needed to win on a single because my ultimate goal isn't to win on a single. It's to win on a twin. It's to win my first national. It's to beat Jared Meese. It's to beat Brian Smith, you know. So it's just tough right now. There's, you know, obviously with the TV coverage and the X Games, there's a lot of good going on with the sport. Chris Carr does a great job. Michael Locke, Gene Crouch, all those guys involved, they're doing a great job. And it's a double-edged sword trying to get the manufacturers involved and trying to make it cost-efficient for non-factory riders to keep the, the rider count up each weekend. Corey, I'm in total agreement with you. The, it's just a fact. The, uh, the FTR was a purpose-built race bike with an absolute design goal, go-win, flat-track, dethrone Harley. And they, they, you know, within the rules that were stated, they've they've accomplished that not with economy necessarily in mind, but to be fair to Indian somewhat, uh, it isn't cheap to go pick up an XR750, which until just two years ago was uh, the absolute gold standard and what everyone said, you got to have one of these if you want to win in right. American flat track racing. 
they're not inexpensive. And early reports are saying, you know, even if they could be had for cheaper, there's a lot more maintenance I know that goes into an XR than the, the FTR is currently requiring. Not at all to disagree with you. Just to say, uh, you know, racing flat track racing in the twins at the highest level to this point had been pretty pricey. Uh, I mean, the it's the, not cheap at any level it, to go racing at a not. professional. The Kawasaki's and no. the Yamahas. Uh, I mean, Henry Wiles is sitting in second. Arguably, he's also got an FTR that he can lean on. So I don't, without having the stats in front of me, that. The class is competitive, and fast guys want fast bikes. It's that simple, and they aren't cheap. Yeah, the biggest thing with the XR, I mean, it was always expensive. I mean, but it was expensive to where it was twenty-five to thirty grand. You know, the FTRs, you know, now they're forty-five grand. I, I mean, I, it's. I mean, I guess it's not when you look at it. It's all expensive, but you know, the, the bar's going up. Yeah, the bar's going up, and we were so close. You know, with Kawasaki and Yamaha getting involved and running the Ninja Motors and the FZ07 Motors, we were so close to making a cost-efficient twins class for everybody to race. I mean, I almost won the Springfield Mile on a bike that was built in a garage for $10,000. I mean, um, you know, we were so close to making it cost-efficient for everyone to get involved and have competitive equal equipment for affordable prices. I mean, um, production engines make that possible, but when you are when you build you know, a race-purpose-built engine like Polaris did, and charge um, I mean, for it. Yeah, I, I should say, yeah, it, it just it's jacked the prices up so much just in one year that it's it, you know guys like me and there's you know there's a half a dozen or so other guys who aren't as vocal as me that have stepped down or have taken a step back from racing the twins class just because it's it's just kind of discouraging when you're going to the track and you're racing for twelfth or fifteenth place even if you feel your talent level is there. You know, you can't get the job done if you're if you're on a bike that's just not not what the uh, Indian is. And it and it seems the difference really shows up. Correct me if uh, if I'm off base here, Corey, but the difference really shows up at the mile tracks because at at TTs and at shorter tracks, I, it it seems that the Indian's advantage is not so big, and and perhaps isn't an advantage in the at least in the case of the the TTs. Yeah, not as much, but you still see it. I mean, even the half miles, there's guys who weren't making main events last year who are finishing in the top 10 now on the Indian. And there's guys, even earlier this year, Davis Fisher was riding a Kawasaki for the first couple rounds of the series. He switched over to an Indian, and he's almost on the podium. So it's, it's. I mean, the if you watch the series, you see it on NBC Sports, on Fans Choice, you kind of see how it all plays out. and. Right. It's cool. It's like I said. It's cool. They're all getting involved, but at the same time, it's double-edged sword, and it's kind of like, what direction do we go with next? It's there, racing, you know? baby. It, it is, and <laughs> it and costs money, man. It is, and and the, the I mean, not just privateers like you, uh, Corey. I mean, factory Harley racers are equally discouraged, whether they say it out loud or not. You can see it on some guys on when, their faces. At, on their faces, their body language. Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but I mean, they're on the other big dog team, and they are not at all happy about how things are going. Who, who are you talking about? And there's there's some really fast guys on the factory Harley team. Okay, all right, the factory Harley team. Um, we're talking again with Corey Texter. Corey, you're also a writer. You're a marketer. Uh, you've got your own marketing and promotions firm. Uh, let's give them a little love. What's the website where people can find you uh, online? Yeah, I do a little bit of um, just. You know, racing doesn't pay all that great, so I do a little bit of 
resume work for other riders and press releases for teams and companies and stuff like that. It's just uh, promos by com. So do a little bit of writing when I can. I don't I don't know how I fell into the writing thing. I got like a C- minus in English in high school, but... Um, but now you're writing about something you know and love. Exactly. There's a difference. Yeah, I'm not writing about stupid novels that I don't care about. So, <laughs> um, But no, yeah, I do a little bit of writing for Cycle World. And just, uh, yeah, I'm real passionate about not just flat track, but uh, racing in general, motorcycling. I grew up in a Harley Davidson dealership. My dad was a pro rider, and my sister's a real fast racer. And it's kind of crazy. The one cool thing about riding with you know the 450s this year, I get to race Shana every weekend at a competitive level. You know, when we were riding the twins together, she's not really built to race a twin as well as she is a 450. So she had a lot of bad races where, I, you know, I'd have some, some better ones. You know, we didn't really race together that often. But this year, you know, there's been a lot of races where we, we've been banging bars, and a lot of the time she's been ahead of me. So uh, I need to find some mojo and, and get back in front of her. But it's been a fun year. You know, it's been stressful, but... You know, I'm enjoying the moment. I had a big crash in Atlanta the second round of the series. There was like an eight-rider pileup, and I was involved in it. And it kind of took a lot of bit of wind out of my sails. I'm trying to get that confidence back. And once we do, I, I think we have really good bikes, and we'll be, uh, we'll be up front and hopefully grabbing some wins here this season. Well, we hope the same, and and uh, thanks for joining us on the show. Appreciate the time, and uh, and I, I hope your ankle heals up well. Thanks, guys. Yeah, I love the show. I listen to it all the time. I really appreciate it, and hopefully we'll see you guys at the race this year. Keep us posted, will you? I'll be at yeah, Springfield. Sure. Oh, cool, cool. I didn't make the last one, but I'll be in the I'll be there in the fall for sure. Awesome. I'm looking for you. Thanks, Court. There we go. Corey Texter to the pits, and uh, we appreciate that. Hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. I want to thank all of our great sponsors as well. For uh, Roman Avila, for P.J. Duran, Bella Avila, Tony Wink, Ed Camp. Uh, gosh, uh, Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Halverson, our producers, Jack and Leanne DeLeon. I'm Scott Casper speaking. We'll talk to you next week. Check us out online, by the way. You can grab the app. It's free and listen to us anywhere, anytime. It's Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Talk to you next week. May I have your attention, please? Excuse me. Are you listening to me? Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.